0: Hello and welcome to Engage with Eagle Forum, a podcast to encourage the modern day woman in her vital role in shaping society. I'm your host, Tabitha Walter, the political director of Eagle Forum. Now, as you know, our podcast tackles a variety of issues from political issues to womanhood to motherhood. Today, we want to bring attention to an issue that we absolutely love and is a fan favorite, fertility awareness. Now, although women's health is getting more and more politicized, fertility awareness encourages women to learn about how their bodies actually work and how to advocate for their health. We have two previous episodes in season one that give an overview of fertility awareness and the methods that are available. You may hear us call it NFP as well, which stands for natural family planning. That is essentially just another term for fertility awareness. In fact, NFP week is July 25th through 31st, so it's the perfect time to find a ton of resources and information on NFP. We wanted to bring you a medical professional's view of fertility awareness and present some really cool technology that allows you to learn more about your body. I'm all about the technology because it makes things a lot easier for me. That brings me to this week's guest, Sarah Flood. Sarah is a registered nurse and earned her degree from Franciscan University of Steubenville's nursing program in 2000. After graduating, she moved to Atlanta to work at Children's Healthcare of Atlanta from 2000 to 2010. It was during that time she learned to practice the Marquette method in 2006. Once married, she continued practicing during three breastfeeding transitions and after two miscarriages, as well as in regular cycles. She is married to her husband, Nathan, and they have three daughters. Welcome to the podcast, Sarah. Hi, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So, Sarah, I would love to hear how you define fertility awareness or NFB.
1: Um, so, well, fertility awareness is just a generic term for um understanding a woman's body and her cycles, understanding what happens during the different phases of her cycle and when she ovulates and um, learning how to track her cycles. Um, Fertility awareness is just general knowledge and awareness of what's happening and how your body works. Natural family planning would be using that information to apply it to um, determine when you're fertile and not fertile to avoid or achieve a pregnancy. So they're kind of interchangeable terms. You can say fertility awareness-based methods and it's generally thought of as a more generic term, um, secular term and NFP may be more, um, you may be more inclined to hear that from somebody who uses this um, method for um, religious reasons but um, they're interchangeable terms and um, yeah, so it's, a, it's just a way to track your cycles and understand what's happening with your body.
0: All right, so along those same lines, who, like, what is the age range of someone who would learn this method?
1: So typically, people are introduced to it as they're either preparing for marriage or um learning maybe they've had a baby and they want to learn how to space their babies naturally but they really can learn from um, puberty once their periods start in their teenage years and use it all the way until they stop having cycles um, around age 50 and um, so it it spans the entire age you know fertility age ranges for women Um, you know everyone comes upon it for different reasons and Um, I would encourage anybody to, who has cycles, any woman to track their cycles and learn about ovulation. And if there is something wrong, you can use that information to um, take it to your doctor and say, Hey, this isn't normal or is this normal and what is going on and kind of seek treatment for that problem. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. We, we've said before um, in our previous episodes that Fertility is a sign of health, and um, maybe you aren't in a position right now where you want to get pregnant or are able to get pregnant. That that doesn't matter. So, in a nutshell, it's for a wide range of ages and stages of life. And um, so, if you're thinking, "Is this right for me?" Yes, it is. Is right for you.
1: It is. And women, can you, you it's a vital sign. It's a uh, something that tells you that your body is working normally. You should ovulate. You should have periods on a regular basis. Um, and, you know, even if you're not using it for family planning, you should be using it to track your health. Now we have a wide variety of apps out there to track your cycles, it, just period trackers. And while our periods are what we see and know, it's ovulation that we really need to be knowing is normal and is, you know, happening at a normal time in your cycle. Um, and that's where learning the methods will help you identify, you know, a specific method will help you identify ovulation. But, you know, all of the apps, the, you know, what is it, Fitbit and your Apple Watch and all of those have ways to track your periods. So it's becoming very commonplace to track cycles. Um, and I think it's so important that it's becoming, very normalized in Mm -hmm. our society with all of the technology that we have on our at our fingertips right now.
0: Right. It's, it's not as embarrassing anymore. (laughs) No.
1: It's not a, oh, you, you know, cause even, it's a great segue for me when I have these conversations with women about, you know, they start talking about their period trackers or they ask me what I do. And I say, I teach natural family planning and I'm like, well, do you track your periods on your Apple watch or do you track it on your, your Fitbit? And they'll, a lot of times they, they do. I teach, um, you know, do a lot of marriage prep classes, um, to introduce people to NFP as they're preparing to get married. And I always ask, Hey, do you track your cycles? on your phone. Like most people do almost everybody raises their hand and they said, yeah, I use an app to track my periods. And that is the first step to fertility awareness or NFP is tracking your lengths of your cycle. Your first day of your period Mm -hmm. is the beginning of your cycle and it lasts until the beginning of your next cycle. And that's tracking your lengths is uh, the beginning of the process. Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
0: So we mentioned in your bio that you're a medical professional, you're a registered nurse. Now, from your perspective, what are you seeing in women's health care, both good and bad?
1: Yeah, so I'm definitely, as I'm meeting people to learn Marquette Method um, and to learn natural family planning, they come to me with just... Um, a lot of questions there some people have never done it before and they're so fascinated by how their bodies work and then they can go to their doctor and they're um can be advocates for their own health some people have health problems and they're like this is nothing's working i need something else and they feel very skeptical of this but just nothing else has been working to figure it out and they'll come and they'll learn how to track their cycles and They might find that their cycles aren't all that irregular after all. Um, And, and, you know, I'll have people say, Oh, I have super irregular cycles. And then we track it for three months and it's totally normal. Um, Maybe, you know, a little irregular, but not majorly irregular. Um, And women are just becoming empowered and knowledgeable about their bodies. Um, I think, no, people in general want to be able to go to the doctor and know what is happening you know they google everything right everybody googles everything and i love being able to teach people the accurate way to track their cycles instead of the google version um and women take that information and they can go to their doctor and say no i know this is when i'm ovulating because of x y and z and um they can be advocates for their own health and if their doctor Says, well, you know, we wouldn't just put you on the pill for this problem. They can stand up and say, that's not what I want. And they know that there are resources out there to find a better s- solution, to find a doctor that can treat them their problems um, and can help them um, heal their um the disease process that's causing the cycle problems they might be having.
0: Yeah, I had that same experience. And I have a doctor who is NFP friendly. So he's very familiar with the methods and how, how to track cycles and, and things like that. And so uh, whenever I was trying to get pregnant this last time, I was having a hard time ovulating. And um, but when I went into uh, the appointment with him, I showed him my chart. I was like, this is what has been going on for the last six months. And he, he said, and he got really excited because this was like, you know, an investigation for him. Like, let's figure this out together. And so he knew exactly what blood tests to order me and um, what things I needed to do. Um, And I got pregnant and I I don't know how long that would have taken without me having all that information ahead of time. Um, And it would have been really frustrating and daunting. So um, it helps uh, even if, if you're not trying to um, find a solution to a problem right now, if a problem arises in the future, you have all that information already that you can hand to your doctor and say, here, can you, can you check this out? Something's going awry in my body. And it's a lot easier to read that way. So yeah, I love that that you talked about like women's empowerment and how like we can be our own advocates for our own health. I talked about how I had a problem with ovulating, but women um, come to the table with other problems like PCOS or endometriosis, or maybe they just simply have too long of a cycle or too short of a cycle. And so there's a variety of problems that fertility awareness education could help with. Can you talk about some of those ways?
1: Yes, so um, when a woman tracks her cycles, she's charting the length of her cycle. So you get to see the regular, you know, how regular a woman is, how, you know, are their cycle lengths, nor, you know, repeat the same each month or are they very irregular? Um, you can look at where ovulation's happening within a cycle is the luteal phase and normal length. The luteal phase being the time from her um, ovulation until her next period. And that should be a healthy number of days somewhere between 10 and 16 days, between peak and her period. And um, that's actually a pretty easy fix. It's typically a sign of progesterone deficiency. And just a woman charting her cycles can, you can look at her chart and say, hey, before you're even trying to get pregnant, we can say, hey, you might actually have a hard time getting pregnant because you, looks like your progesterone might be low. It would probably be a good idea before you're struggling with infertility problems, (laughs) to go to a doctor and say, hey, here's my chart. Um, is this something to be concerned about? And um, they, can, they can just very easily order blood work to check those progesterone levels. Um, check them at the right time in your cycle. It's so important to get progesterone testing done at the right time in her, her cycle. You, you don't wanna just pick a day and just do it randomly because your progesterone is gonna be low before you ovulate, should be high after you ovulate. And um, so a woman, you know, the doctor knows when to do the lab work. And um, so there's stuff that we can, you know, if you start charting before you're even trying to get pregnant, you can tell if there's gonna even be problems with certain things. Um, Some women may not realize that spotting that they experience before and after their period or within the middle of their cycle is um, something that you can track and something that's important to note. And that can also be a sign that, hey, you know, we need to check this out, the doctor, you know, take the charts to the doctor and do an evaluation to see if there's something that might be going on. There's a, a myriad of things that a chart can tell. And it's, you know, it's just a really great medical record for doctors to um, investigate, mm-hmm. um, whether it's a small problem, it's just a small hormone imbalance to a larger problem like endometriosis or PCOS that needs a little bit more work to, to um, keep it in check.
0: There were things when I was learning about fertility awareness, things about my body that I thought were normal that weren't normal, and then things that I thought were abnormal that were normal. <laughs> so yep. it, it was a complete turnaround in my brain about you know learning about what m- my body's actually supposed to be doing and how it's supposed to function. And so this is why we bring this issue up so often because it's really important for women to know about their own health. Now you practice the Marquette method. Um, We've highlighted a variety of methods, including this one in previous episodes. So I I want to encourage our listeners to get information about each method before you choose one so that you can find one that best suits your needs. But now I'm I'm currently learning this method from Sarah and there is a huge technology component to it. partly, you know, why I wanted to learn Marquette, because I have two kids, and I need something else to help tell me what's going on with my body, because I'm not aware all the time, Um, but can you give uh, just an overview of the method?
1: Yeah, so the Marquette method is um, a way to track cycles that um, I like to always tell people it's allows us to use research to make decisions about how we're gonna track our cycles. So while most people come to the Marquette method now because we use the Clear Blue Easy Fertility Monitor, it's just a simple urine test. You dip a test stick just like a pregnancy test, but you dip it and stick it in the monitor and it just, boom, gives you your results. Um, And that's just because it is a highly effective way to track ovulation and figure out when you're fertile and not fertile. Um, And we incorporate that with the method. So just for your listeners to know, you can't just use the monitor alone. The mm-hmm. monitor is a tool that we use with the method and with rules to the methods. So it's so important. A lot of people will get the monitor and they are using the monitor and they think that that's going to help them avoid pregnancy. But in fact, you cannot do that. You have to combine it with rules to the method, but, um, Um, We use hormone testing and it makes it just simpler. It's a much easier way. I mean, I find it easier. Some people, I I haven't met a ton of people. That's not easier, but um, maybe there are people that don't. But um, you do urine test and it just gives you your low, higher peak results. And then you know kind of your fertility status throughout your cycle. And you know when you've ovulated. Um, You can also track cervical mucus. Um, which is very common with a lot of methods we can track it we try and simplify mucus though because we find that it's very subjective um, a little bit of a fuzzy indicator of fertility it's not you know yeah a lot of people have a great uh, do you have a good mucus pattern but some people don't and um, but it also requires you to pay attention to your mucus all day every day and you can't not check it you just you have to if that's what you're depending on and so when you're busy with little babies and um busy life and you have a lot going on or you get distracted easily it's something that can become a burden for a lot of people so we really try to simplify it we you know i find it very helpful to just generally know what it's supposed to look like if you have a good experience with it and you know you don't have to track the mucus that's the beauty of the market method is we don't require it but it is optional Um, And and every instructor that teaches the Marquette method will teach some version of mucus um, if you ask if they don't already do it. I actually do it um, for everybody, but um, it's it's not the most accurate. Um, Research continues to show that the LH surge is actually the most accurate thing to identify ovulation, but the LH surge alone needs to be combined with some other things. Then you can also do temps. So we do anything that's research-based, evidence-based practice. So if you want to do temps to track your temp shift, which shows progesterone has risen, that's an option. Um, We can teach it. Like I said, most people come to us for the hormone testing though. And then we use a calendar calculation also to just simplify the process. You don't have to depend on your own observations as far as when to begin fertility. Um, You use the rules and the calendar rules um, or an algorithm is what we call it to determine the fertile window in your cycle. Yeah. That's, it it can be very simple or it can be very, mm -hmm. you know, you can do all the things or you can do just a a couple, one or two things. Um, But we also have found that the simpler you make the method, the more effective it's gonna be. mm -hmm. Research continues to show that over and over again.
0: I wanna make a note about cervical mucus because that was one of the things that I thought was abnormal about my body, and I kept bringing it up to different um, gynecologists, and they're like, "I'll oh, just you know wash a little better down there," and um, I I've heard that from so many women. This is like a normal thing for your body to create, and it actually tells you a lot about your f- fertility. And so you know, it sounds gross at first like you know whenever i got into fertility awareness i'm like i don't want anything to do with that but the more you learn about it and it really the more you become comfortable with it and and then you're like oh what's going on today you know so it, and it becomes an everyday thing like it's it's very normal for me you know just to check on a regular basis and it's no big deal and so it I don't want our listeners to be grossed out, but it is a very normal bodily function and it, it can go hand in hand, like you said, with all these other things that help tell a woman, you know,
1: about her cycles. So, um, yep. so I, I have a lot of people who do cervical, who will, I'll have people come in there say, I don't want to have anything to do with mucus. I just don't, I'm not going to do it. And we just don't, I just, you don't have to do mucus if you don't wanna do mucus. Um, most methods do have some, con- some um, version of mucus observations, but um, it's nice that the Marquette doesn't require it um, for it to be an effective method. And then um, it's also important, like you said, for women to know that it's normal and healthy and that it's not a yeast infection. I've had um, definitely people that have thought they've had yeast infections every month for their whole, all their fertile years. And um, which is bizarre to me, but they do. And um, just because I've always known about it. So, uh, but once you know what it is and what's normal, then it just becomes your everyday experience. And then you know that you're healthy (laughs) and all things are good.
0: Now, I want to highlight part of your bio. You mentioned that you continued practicing NFP through three breastfeeding transitions and after two miscarriages, as well as in regular cycles. Why was that important for you to note in your bio in relation to fertility awareness?
1: Yeah, um, that's a great question. I actually loved that question because fertility awareness is something like we talked about earlier. It spans from puberty until menopause knowing you're fertile for all of those years. And there's a lot that goes on with a woman's body between those years. And um, women have babies, they have miscarriages, they go through menopause. um, And those are all normal and healthy things, but NFP looks different in all of those circumstances. And it's so important to know that, yeah, in regular cycles, it's gonna look this way, but then when I have a baby, it's going to look different and to know that well one that I'm in the trenches with you and I've done this before but also to um to note that those are all you know things that don't um they're not just they they don't teach themselves you they you don't know what to expect when that happens and you know for a woman who has a baby she might be um you know, not have cycles come back for a full year after she has a baby or 18 months or sometimes at eight weeks or just all, it's a variety of re- cycle returns and it looks very different for every woman. Um, but it's so important to know that you're not going to just jump back into normal cycles. When you do get your cycles, just come when your cycles do return, they're going to look different for a while. It takes six to 12 cycles to really be back to normal. And then if you're continuing to breastfeed after that, there might be a little um, variation that changes when you stop nursing. Um, and um, post miscarriage, it's not gonna look the same. You're not, I mean, it, it doesn't take as long for cycles to come back to normal, but there is a transition in there. Um, and again, with perimenopause, I had—I didn't mention that in my bio because I am just now at the beginning of that, but, um, that also is going to look different. And that, those are all times that you would want to check in with an NFP instructor to talk about your personal situation, you know, specific personal situation in regards to tracking your cycles, because it's not going to be, you know, you're not going to be able to Google that, you know. Right. <laughs> so you need somebody who understands all the different um, curveballs that you're going to get thrown during that t- time of transition.
0: Right. Our body changes all the time, uh, for different reasons. And so, um, you know, sometimes when I've charted, I've, i felt like, oh, I've gotten things down pat, but then I've gotten pregnant or, you know, I've had other health yep. issues and I'm like, you know, this is another yep. job to figure out.
1: Yep. Yep. The health issues are a big one, but also just the normal transitions from, you know, normal life experiences, the transitions are different. And also, um, Just being able to use the method in regular cycles for many, many years. My youngest is seven years old. So, you know, I like to say that because (laughs) I've been using NFP for 15 years and it works. I love to I love that experience of having it work. Um, and I think people need to know that it works and that it's not just voodoo medicine. Right. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Whenever. I explain this sometimes. I feel like, like, I'm not i I'm not like a hippie, you know, trying to sell you like some potion or whatever, you know, I'm like, this is, this is scientific. So we'll get there eventually where I, I feel like it will be more commonplace, but, um, it's that's why we, we it's... do podcasts like these so we can just push yeah. it out there even more.
1: <laughs> yeah. People are, people are becoming more aware. And another, like, thing that i always talk about at the marriage prep workshops is i'll ask people if they've ever had friends that have been trying to get pregnant maybe they've talked about taking their temperature every day and sometimes people do they'll hear about that because that's a lot of people's first experience with fertility awareness is trying to get pregnant um taking your temperature every day because that's what the google tells you to do right And, um, so the doctor doesn't tell you to do that, but the Google does. Um, but you'll take, you know, so people will have friends that take their temperatures. They, you know, maybe they've struggled with trying to understand they don't get pregnant as quickly as they can, as, um, as they want. And, and then now we're getting these things on the market with, you know, LH tests, ovulation predictor kits, helping people get pregnant. And um, they're all over the drugstore shelves now. And, um, so, you know, it's, it's coming. It's people are becoming aware of the ability to, to know our bodies. And it just, a lot of people don't know, Oh, you can get an instructor and they can tell you all sorts of different things about your cycles. But, um, you know, that's why the pot, like you said, the podcasts are getting definitely yeah. doing helping. Yeah.
0: So let's talk about fertility awareness of the future. <laughs> um, you mentioned there yeah. is even more advanced technology coming down the pike. Um, it, reminds, yes. it reminds me a lot of like the progression of GPS, like just in my lifetime. We, yes. we started out with maps and atlases, like me and my brother would sit in the car on long trips and like try to figure out where we were. And then the internet became a thing people began printing out directions oh, yeah. and now we have Map G- like- <laughs> yeah right <laughs> and now we have GPS on our phones to tell us like in real time how to get places you know these pieces of technology that are for fertility um, are pinpointing more exact readings of what's happening in your body in real time so can you yeah. give us a sneak peek of that technology and what research is being
1: done right now yeah Um, Absolutely. So, um, we all, you know, pretty much anybody who does the Marquette method is familiar with the clear blue easy monitor. It's been out since the late, um, nineties and we've been doing research on it for all these years and just continue to gather more information about it and how our cycles using it. Um, we are now able to, um, I think this came out first, we had these little pre mom LH tests. Well, there's been LH tests on the market for a long, long, long time. Just simple urine tests that tell you if your LH level is high or low, um, which is the luteinizing hormone that tells you you're about to ovulate. Um, And now we have these tests that work with an app called the um, Premom semi-quantitative LH tests. And um, you read it with an app on your phone and it tells you your level of your LH, which is really cool. It's like our next, um, the next thing. And then I, that one came out a year or two ago, and um, we have done some research on it, and um, it is a fantastic product. Again, it's still just LH, but there's a new product that we've just begun research on. A, we're going to have some um, results from the research studies that were done this winter on the Mira monitor which I'm sure that's the one you were waiting for. <laughs> so, this is, but I always like to bring out what else, you know, all the other ones yeah. that are out there. Um, so we have the mirror monitor. It looks like, I guess, Wally e from the, um, <laughs> I think we've had a few people mention that. Um, but it, what it does is it tells you your quantitative hormone levels. And it started out with Just testing LH, just like these pre mom tests do, but um, it would, you know, put it on a little, I don't know if that's even visible, but it puts it on a little screen and it'll tell you, um, you know, what your LH level is and the number that it is, and it reads it onto an app on your phone. Um, But in the last, I guess, six to eight months ago, they came out with tests that combine LH and estrogen, which is important because you have to have high estrogen to kick the egg out at ovulation and um, for the LH to do its job. So the Clearblue Easy Monitor does LH and estrogen combined. And that's a super important combination because if you don't have high estrogen, the LH surge isn't really going to kick an egg out as I like to say. <laughs> um, and so this one actually now is detecting estrogen, E, and LH. And um, it will track it throughout your cycle. And when both levels are high, you know you've ovulated or you're about to ovulate. And the little device itself will put it on a graph and you'll see, you know, the estrogen high, the LH is high. And, um, and it's correlating, should be correlating with the peak on the monitor, the Clear Blue Easy monitor. So we've done a research study to compare that and we're going to get our results hopefully pretty soon um, at our conference coming up in August and then published results will come out eventually. And then this fall, they just announced they're going to have progesterone testing to give a quantitative number for progesterone, which the progesterone rises after ovulation. So that is going to be a game changer to have a little guy here that not only tests estrogen and LH, but also the progesterone because everybody wants that progesterone level after to know that you have ovulated, not just, especially postpartum. There's some tricky cycles that go down postpartum. So it's really nice to have that progesterone information. And then there's another product on the market called Uva. And I believe that is going to be initiating some research. We're going to be doing some studies comparing the Uva monitor to the Clearable Easy. And the UVA monitor is, it really works with an app. It, I have the components of it right here. Um, it's just this little stand that holds the, the handle and then you dip um, and it's weird. And you have a stick, these are extremely expensive. <laughs> so I saved it, but um, you stick it in and you do the little urine test. And what's interesting about it is it uses this QR code and then it reads the lines that show up in the little box and it'll tell you the LH and the progesterone level. And it's a percentage of what, it it gives a percentage read. So I'm hoping that as this product evolves, so here's how it looks kind of on the little thing. So it's, I don't know kind of odd, but then, you know, you use your phone and you use that little app and you read the little QR code and the box, and it just tells you what to do. And it'll give you a reading of progesterone and LH. Hopefully they'll be adding estrogen to their wands eventually. Um, And it will give you, you know, it'll tell you that you're ovulating, like that you have ovulated. So it kind of is right now just doing the two, um, LH and progesterone hormones. Um, so yeah, so they're coming, that's coming down um, the track and we'll be doing some research on that eventually. Um, I have not heard when that will happen, but um, anyway, so that's kind of what's out there.
0: That's but,
1: awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the key with all these quantitative tests is knowing what the numbers mean and knowing um, how to interpret those within your cycle. So the your monitor gives you like a fertility rating But we don't, you don't know what that means for your actual fertility. So you have to remember most of these items are marketed for trying to conceive. Um, They don't market them for trying to avoid because they can't, you know, they have to have much more stringent rules for avoiding. So we have to do research to figure out how to apply this to cycle tracking and NFP.
0: That technology is amazing. And it's way less invasive than getting a blood test every so often. Yes.
1: Absolutely. That progesterone, you know, you know, we're still going to need to do progesterone blood tests. I mean, I don't think they're going to forever be always be able to depend on this at home stuff um, for all the you know, diagnostic tools. But I think it's going to be a great screener and it's going to help people practicing NFP to confirm ovulation. Some of these people who are in very serious reasons to avoid, you know, they have a major health problems. Um, and they really have to confirm with all the things that they're post-peak, and just being able to do um, an at-home urine progesterone test is key. There is a progesterone test on the market, but um, you know, it's called the Prove test. But um, definitely would need to learn how to apply that to whatever other tracking you're doing. Um, but the quantitative progesterone is going to be going to be a game changer. I love it. I'm so excited.
0: Yeah, that is really exciting. Now, you've mentioned a ton of good information throughout this whole episode. Where can our listeners go to do a deeper dive and find resources on what you've talked about?
1: So, well, of course, you can always go to my website, um, nfpcoach.com. Um, you can go to um, factsaboutfertility.org, um, and they are, their goal is to get, you um, information to the medical community about fertility awareness. Um, and, and they are a great resource. They have a lot of good research published on their website and, um, blogs and stuff. Um, I, I like, um, total wine, which I know, you know, her. So, um, Emily has some really great blog posts about, um, fertility awareness and just learning, um, just how to get started and where to go, all the different methods. I know she connects really well with people who don't know anything about NFP and that's a great place to go. And then of course I have some good, co- some colleagues who have some great um, blogs as well. So VitaFertility.com and, um, and then FeminineGeniusMinistries.com and they both have, uh, Feminine Genius Ministry does um, a great, um, they do Instagram and um, Facebook and just has some really great piece of information as well I do not have a blog so (laughs) but um but I do have a website so I have lots of good information on there as well so
0: yes I follow all of these people on Instagram and so my feed's always about NFP stuff um but they have such great information and you can take it you know at any stage of life or um yep or even like uh you can apply it to yourself spiritually um if if yep. that's part of your religion or your faith right and you can apply it um secularly so um it spans very wide across all types of people and all types of characteristics so that's what i love about yeah, it yeah. is is that's it's, it's yes. for every type of woman
1: yep oh i forgot another one it's um whole mission she's got a great um instagram feed she does some really nice posts on instagram to learn about it. And I also Instagram, you can find me on Instagram as well. Um, but I've kind of taken a little hiatus this past year with all things, but um, hopefully we'll be picking that back up again in the next year. Yeah. In the next but people
0: months, can
1: so. at least scroll through your. Yeah. Your pictures and pass so my, so my yeah, I have a lot of stuff saved on my Instagram and Facebook You can go back and look at some of the different posts. And, um, and of course I'll, I'll be back on it once the new school year begins so awesome
0: well thank you so much for joining me and uh, we will be posting all of those resources and and your information throughout the week um, on our social media as well so uh, if if you are listening to our podcast be sure to subscribe share with your friends and leave us a review you can find us on all of the major social media outlets and at engagewitheagleforum.com. From your house, to the State House, to the White House, this is Engage with Eagle
1: Forum.